0: Good afternoon, everyone, and thank you very much for joining us this week for the next big trade. Ivan, are you there? Sound check. Still here, mate. Still here. All right, sound is good. Thank you from Patty for telling us that. Um, All right, let's get going. So, any advice contained in today's presentation is general only. It doesn't take into consideration your personal circumstances. You need to decide for yourself whether it's appropriate for you. Past returns are not an accurate indicator of future returns. What else? Uh, options are risky. If you don't know what you're doing, don't trade them. And um, to all our regulars, thank you for joining us today. We've started off the next options ASX Options Trading Game. Uh, so there might be a few of you that are on the session today that have come from that invite, and um, we uh, welcome you along. The, the format for those people from the game is each week we catch up, we talk about if, there, if we've got trades on, we talk about the trades that we're currently doing, uh, our view on the market, and then discuss amongst ourselves what trades everyone else is seeing out there at the moment and uh, any questions people have got. So um, you are welcome to uh, ask a question, put forward a trade idea or get us to go and look or price something up for you. And um, the session usually runs for 20, 25 minutes. And if you're not using our platform at the moment, just type in yes, and we'll get someone to sort you out with a trial. All right, beautiful. So uh, let me log in and have a look at the market. All right, so um, I just just sort of broadly, technically, while, while I get in there, um, at the moment... Um, we are seeing the market continue to grind sideways. Uh, overall, the mm. the trend is down, um, and volatility levels relative to where they've been um, previously, um, you know, uh, they've come off, but they're still relatively high to where they were trading, say, eight weeks ago. Right, um, so. You know, they haven't come all the way back down. It takes time for these things to adjust. But still, I think there would be that extra nervousness about what the hell is going to happen um, as restrictions lift, businesses attempt to get back into operation mode and as companies start to report, and what are the implications for our economy. Now, we we generally steer our conversations away from pretending that we know how to predict what is going to play out in the medium term, long term with the economy, but there are things to be concerned about. Um, but overall, we've, I guess what we've been saying is that we expect a sideways consolidation that has continued to happen, um, you know, out of the money bear calls, pull puts, those types of trades have been things that we've been looking at, trading on our accounts, iron condors um, and the like. Um, and I guess we're all just sort of playing that waiting game for some sort of news that kicks a directional move. Ivan, do you have a broader view than that at the moment? What's your view on things?
1: No, look, I think, I think it's exactly the same as last week. Um, sorry, I had to, had to mute myself there for a second. My son was trying to break in like a gorilla. Uh, you um, know, I think the, the, the only thing of, of real interest, I think, in, in this move at the moment is that you mentioned the volatility. You mentioned volatility. I, cannot have, I cannot, for the life of me, understand how volumes can come off as much as they did um, and volatility is still as high as it is right now. So there's still a lot of uncertainty. I think there's still a lot of um, potentially hedging activity going on, which is driving vol well up a little bit. Uh, but yep. do you think with the move that we've had, I mean, the life out of the market's been essentially taken out, Yeah. Um, you're almost going to think that it, either there's an event coming up that um, – you know, either direction, either either sort of um, to the upside, or I think I agree with you. I, I still think that um, downwards is still more likely. Um, yep. But uh, we're, you know, we're at a pivot point right now, right? I mean, we're, we're getting to that 55, 55, 50 level. Uh, yeah, I think it'll be, be interesting. I think it'll be very interesting to see where, where the market ends up here. But I think that. Um, just, you know, uh, as I was saying a couple of weeks ago, you know, the market, one of my trading mentors said, you know, the market will will go on and try and ignite the most amount of pain for anyone. Um, uh, so, you know, is there going to be a breakthrough, the the recent high, uh, tip above the 50-day moving average, um, hang around there for a day or two and and then completely come off? That's also a possibility, I think, so, um... You know, or or it continues growing higher huh? <laughs> forever.
0: Um, I don't know. Uh, how is everyone else out there? Is anyone um, there? Have been? I guess we've seen quite a few people trading iron condors at the moment. Um, there's been a lot of those trades um, coming through, uh, and those people would have done. All those traders would have done quite well uh, in most instances. Um, As far as directional trades, I mean, we trade our breakout rules. They don't try much when the market does what it's currently done. Um, So it's mainly been sort of, you know, selling some premium at levels where you're confident. There have been opportunities with vols being a little bit higher than where they've been um, to to be in trades for slightly shorter periods of time. Um, But uh, other than that, uh, yeah, we're not seeing a whole heap. Now, what do we got here? Um, now I did ask um, Paddy, who's uh, joined the team from. Well, uh, he's he previously was working over in Ameritrade over in the states in their options team. Uh, I don't Paddy's in front of his computer. If he can just reference how many people are actually in the options team over there, uh, give you. A, a, I might see if he's back on online. If he can um, know he's. Uh, yeah, so, Paddy, if you could just answer me, how many people were in your team in a trade and how many were in the options area overall? It's an extraordinary number. I'll get him to type it in a sec while I'm looking at this. Now, what he's put forward is an Ansel iron condor. We've had iron condor recommendations over the last couple of weeks on Ansel, haven't we, Ivan?
1: Yeah, there's been some stuff that's come up.
0: Uh, I honestly brushed the dog my head to exactly what this was. <laughs> it's easy as it was there. Eh, 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 eh. Let eh. me know. All right. Iron Condor. May expiry. When you go here. Why am I doing A and Z? This is a... <laughs> <laughs> I think we the... We quite Go on, I mean,
1: You will. You will one day learn to use the system. It's okay of yeah. <laughs>
0: All right, so how has Paddy uh priced this up? So he's gone for a 2527. Well, you're Pet- well, trying to figure that out,
1: you know, just so that uh, you know, uh probably answer some questions that are that are coming in and by the way, it's thirty one fifty, twenty twenty seven fifty dollars Um it's all close. but anyway, That's all right, Patrick, i got you. Yeah. uh, I was talking about you, by the way, I was talking about, sorry. Um, uh, Sundanu went 50-day moving average workers for assistance for XJ. Yeah, typically it would. Um, The thing that I was referring to there is that uh, if the volumes are indeed going to stay a little bit lower and and someone would want to push it, you'd think that if if they want to go on and smack the market down, you'd probably look at pushing it through um, the, uh, uh, the the 50-day moving average, give it the false perception of strength, um, and then smack it down. So that's what I was, was thinking. Uh, Trudy and also the withdrawal from super funds from COVID-19. We uh, were um, really talking about that in terms of um, funds coming out from from super accounts. Yep. Um, you were saying. I think you you uh, you put a friend who works yeah. in, in super was saying that it's yeah, a lot it's, harder. To... It's no names here, but yeah, go on. <laughs> um, the I said don't mention any names, but yep, got it. I, I you didn't even mention the name to me, so i literally. But yeah, but um, but there's some complexities around getting money out from your super, isn't
0: there? Right. Yeah. Um. And I and I and look, uh, Trudy, I just mentioned that. Um. I, I this is sort of a generally just. A chat, right? Without a lot of research behind it, but the issue of actually getting money to people from Super, um, if it um, if that that isn't in that um, uh, pension phase, whatever the, the, the correct uh, terminology is, there um, is that pretty much none of the funds were set up to be able to do it. So I think it was going to take a little bit more time um, uh, to actually get the cash. But that's an interesting one, Trudy. Um, do, was there any sort of numbers behind, has anyone come out with any numbers of what they expect the volume of selling to come as a result of that? Uh, yeah, so Trudy's saying, and I probably said, what Trudy said is, you know, will the, um, what's the impact of the withdrawal from super funds, which is the government put forward or, or, or legislated to allow um, people to be able to withdraw from their super funds early to fund themselves um, and as they do that, that means that they would be liquidating positions, uh, and that liquidation could see a further selling. Um, the impact of so, Trudy, I haven't followed that. I haven't read any research on what the quantum of money uh, that's going to hit the market as a result of that. But we did we, in in conversations with uh, one of the one of the companies we work with that has got many many billions of, of, of funds under management. Uh, And is a a trustee business. Their comment was that um, it is complicated for most uh, of these funds, who are still many of them running paper-based systems, to actually turn around and then go. Well, now you can redeem money uh, at that at that point. So that's, but that's sort of by the by. That, um, uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll keep an eye out for it. I haven't seen anything in terms of anyone estimating what that would be, but I haven't I haven't followed that story closely.
1: Um okay uh, so- yeah I, I saw something in the last couple of days uh I think the estimate is that about i think it's uh four billion or something um uh has been paid out early
0: mm-hmm.
1: um uh and it's yeah like half a million people have requested it or something like that so um I remember seeing that but but look look it up um super initiallyly withdrawal a little bit of articles about that yeah um if it was yeah. four
0: billion. What percentage of that would be just taken from a cash balance? What percentage of that would be already in fixed interest or a property or whatever it might be? And what percentage would it be in um, in uh, Aussie equities? So it won't be like 100% of that being in Aussie equities. You would think it would be maybe 60% or 50% or something like that. Yeah. Uh, but still not in significant numbers. All right. What is an acceptable, Shenmue uh, has asked, what is an acceptable return slash risk ratio for an iron condor or bull put spread?
1: I'm just going to go ahead and answer this, by the way. I don't think there's anything specifically that is set in stone. Um, With an iron condor, typically we look at something that um, we like it to be sort of one to two risk reward, um, no worse than one to three. Um, But... the, that's sort of a very specific kind of blanket rule that we look at. What yeah. you've got to price up is the likelihood um, of what may or may not happen, um, your size of the position, how much brokerage is going to cost you, uh, keeping in mind that if you put it on, you know, let's say you put it you put on it because you're $100 uh, to put on the trade. If it goes against you, you've got to take out one or two legs, which is another 50 So you've got to price that in. So if you're putting on a $1,000 position, uh, you're probably going to be looking for higher ball trades. Uh, if you're putting on a $10,000 position, you're probably not worried by, or worried by it um, uh, quite so much. So that's important. Um, in terms of uh, bull put or bear call strategies, uh, then you've got to probably look at, um, uh, at how far away from the money you're going. So if it's a deep out of the money position, uh, you know, I mean, it really comes down to you might be sitting on a, um you know we've got uh, one guy who was on the on on the line uh, on one of the tuesday sessions uh who runs a fund uh he'll typically do sort of one to ten one one uh uh profit to risk you know so he'll but he goes really deep out of the money um and really gets hurt if if it's sort of if it goes against him uh but he's always very quick to adjust um so it really depends as to what price points you're looking at. Um, our iron condo is typically uh, delta of, uh, of around about 30, um, you know, so that's, uh, which is the, the sold leg. Uh, uh, the two sold legs have a delta of minus 30, plus 30. Um, so, for example, this um, ansel is slightly skewed. Um, we, we typically be looking, you know, sort of around about that 28 both ways. Um no, sorry, twenty eight being the price, we'd be looking sort of um probably twenty uh probably twenty seven think. And so when you go on and build it out of the um uh build our and the options cookbook, that's probably where you'd be getting and and then the sold leg would probably be somewhere around about thirty, I'm guessing, looking looking at that. Um so that, that that's uh that sort of levels that we look at, but again, it really depends. You've you've got to do you've gotta do your own um risk reward. Uh, reasonable time to wait before adjusting order prices. Well, um, depending on where you come from, so if you're if you if you're in the game, uh, you can do it pretty much instantly. Um, the algorithm will, will pick up um, uh, a fair and reasonable spread for that particular point in the market. Uh, however, in the real market, you probably usually give it 30 seconds or so. Um, if you're trading things with relatively... Um, not a lot of deltas, things like iron condors. Um, then uh, you you probably want to try and keep to um, putting something on at about ten twenty when the market like market makers come in, so 1020, 1030. Um And then if you don't get filled by eleven, either pull the order or um, have it sit there. So um, that's something worthwhile looking at, and then just wait till the closes and try and do it and close, which is sort of three thirty onwards. That's when the time generally there's a lot more liquidity in the market. Um, So, you know, in in terms of before you adjust, um, yeah, 30 seconds between ticking prices before changing the order price. Uh, And then Pedro goes, for the trader that does uh, way out of the money spread at one to ten times risk reward, Uh, what adjustment strategy does he use? I don't know his exact trading system, um, but typically he'll do. Things like crawls, from what I've observed. But um, I, um, I don't think we... Uh, we didn't speak about that with, with Nathan, did we? Uh,
0: we did. We asked a few questions around that. That, that session is recorded and on our website. Goes um, to show how much I listened. <laughs> uh, it, you were just waiting to speak. Um, the The... the but that, that recording is uh, on the website, and I'll and I'll send it out. Actually, I'll send a link of all of, of all of the recent ones we've done. So we had some good. We had a good one with uh, Kieran on this week, um, on Tuesday night to so the those that can do um, webcast. Um, next week we've got Sasquana, Rob Robbie Risk um, joining us. So if you want to hear directly from a market maker next Tuesday night, 7 p.m. Uh, make sure you get along to that. It would be a good session. Uh, and um, open open forum, uh, an opportunity to ask questions, uh, uh, you know, directly from a market maker. Um, just going back to uh, the question about the iron condor, um, I would encourage if you're new to this or you don't have, uh, or you haven't traded iron condors before, um, you, you know, you the, the things that impact the risk return, um, uh, you know, where you're selling uh, your legs and where you're putting your protection in, how, how long in time you're going out for, uh, obviously a factors, and then what volatility is doing at that point in time. So there's a range of things that uh, Ivan spoke to that will impact how success, well, will impact how you set up your trade um, and and then how your trade un- unfolds and also may also impact if your strategy. So your strategy might be, repairing positions or it might be I just get in and you know uh, I either make money or I don't you know uh, and it's and, and there's no right or wrong to any of this it's just you know what data you're observing and where you find your edge uh, in the market and then um, then 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 using I you know when when they when they line up iron condors as a way to execute on that but if you go into the back testing part of the platform you can go through lots of different scenarios, sets up lots of different iron condors and play around with them. The other thing that I, I generally look at when I'm doing an iron condor is price matrix. Um, and I just find that a useful way to sort of understand, based on what the share price does, where I'm making money uh, and where I am in fact losing money and the impact that time has on that. And I can play around with volatility as well. And, and that gives me an opportunity to um you know um play around with the trade uh Ansel, paddy's just mentioned Ansel was a trade on the 16th of the 4th um uh, an iron condor recommendation silver one went out on the 16th of the 4th i do uh, wonder well, what happened so with you know with the good old
1: Ansel, you you think that you know okay it's a coronavirus massive sell-off and then
0: uh what what else do people do at home i guess <laughs> they do have you know, rubber gloves as well. I'm assuming they (laughs) make... I I would have thought they made face masks, but anyway. (laughs) I get your point. All right, Dave, Paul has asked, uh, hi again, struggling a bit with XJO pricing, uh, is initial price based on XJO, uh, but value of options based on future prices?
1: I missed missed that, sorry. Um, Sorry, uh, it is based on uh, futures prices uh so um you can go in uh if you if you go in um do you want to maybe bring up uh just just bring up a new tab over there uh just so just next to the a and then iron condor just um can you press place that plus just to create a new tab uh and just in that just below where it's got interposition just type in x j i so that'll bring up an options chain. And um, where well, you can see that, so May the futures price is indicatively fifty four forty four. But if you, on the top um, of that, go from say May to September, so the um, the futures months are uh, Sep March, um, uh, and then June, uh, and so uh, life. Uh, so June, yeah, uh, and so then those are the those are the quarterlies that trade. They're, they're the ones that have the most amount of liquidity. So if you're looking to trade um, uh, uh, something with a bit longer view, you'll get the best build around that. But if you go from June to say September, you'll see that the figure in the top right hand corner changes a fair bit, um, and so that figure starts pricing in or taking in um uh dividends so the difference between fifty four forty four and fifty three eighty three between june and september is just all the dividends coming out and the options are priced off that futures price so that's um uh,
0: that's uh, the difference all right excellent thank you Ivan um is there any other questions, has anyone got any trades that they would like us to look at? Happy to do so. Um, we, did, you uh, to, um,
1: yeah, did you get to Jackson's question around the slippage? Oh, no. Sorry. No. Okay. Um, I thought we didn't. I just thought that I may have just completely... Completely turned out, but anyway, uh, if the bid offer is very wide for less liquid stocks, uh, yeah. So the risk reward is based on the theoretical price. So uh, you're correct, Jason. To always figure uh, price that in. So if the um, if it's less liquid and you're going to have to pay up, then your risk reward obviously changes uh, based on that. Now, if you go into the options cookbook, um, I'm going to show you one one quick thing. If you're looking at, uh, let's say you're looking at uh, an iron condor. Uh, you'll see in the top right hand corner of every single box is a learn more, and if you click on that, it'll actually go on and show you uh, the uh, max profit, max loss, um, and you can see where where you know how how this is calculated. Um, and so yes, if, you know theoretical price or where you actually end up um, paying will uh, will make a difference um, for your maximum profit, and maximum loss that so hopefully answers that.
0: Uh, okay, Jason has asked, if there is a spread, if the spread is, say, 5%, how can you calculate the effect on the option strategy?
1: And uh, just to answer that, uh, i right back. So the, the way that market makers will quote, they typically won't quote. Um, they don't always quote in the market um, in Australia. Uh, they're not obligated to. So when you go in and put a trade on, the um, it goes to a designated trading rep at, at the physical broker. They'll do what's called a quote request and then they'll they effectively ping the market makers to, to go on and do another quote. Um, so let's say that then you get a quote coming back which is your 5% spread. Um, you will still very likely get a fill in normal market conditions around about the midpoint plus, the, you know, plus about a, a bit of an uptick. I think that uh, things are starting to come back to normality a little bit around market makers quoting, um, and, uh, you know, so you should be you should be trading somewhere around about the, the theoretical price. If there's a 5% spread and you're not getting done around the theoretical price, maybe plus, you know, two, three, four ticks, um, then you're probably in the trade. that you, want, you probably don't want to be in that trade um, unless you're very, very confident because that means that on the way out you'll probably be paying the same, and then that's where you've got to start really uh, impacting. Then uh, just to add to that as well, if if you're um, if you've got a trade on, uh, or if you're looking at at a particular spread um, uh, that's in the market already, for example, um, uh, or you want to assess what the market conditions will do to it, uh, there's a couple of things you can do. One is the one that we always talk about, which is a payoff diagram, payoff matrix areas. But if you want to see the overall portfolio. You can, when you're looking at your what-if, there's probably no point um, actually doing this, uh, but um, there is a, uh, underneath execute strategy we're building, there's actually a view in portfolio. And so what we'll, that will do is it will go in and bring that strategy into your portfolio um, and make it look like a kind of a what-if trade. So if I did this trade, what would happen? And then on that portfolio screen, you can start um testing uh, so you can start saying, okay well what happens to my overall portfolio in six days if my anth goes up uh two percent for example as a stock or it goes up to uh twenty twenty uh, twenty nine dollars um, and then um, uh but you know but, but the overall index goes down so um, you know that 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 that's sort of the kind of stuff that you can do from there. Uh, but play around with it if if you're in the game or if you're in applied volatility, there's some there's some cool stuff you can do around that.
0: Yep. Hi guys,
1: uh XJO is moving up towards fifty-six hundred resistance level. Do we see XJO testing that and breaking through? If so, would a bull call spread be appropriate at 55 um guessing 5600 50, on XJO? Um 55, fifty-five, fifty-five, fifty. Um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think uh, So I think that um, uh, I, I mean, obviously, this 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 comes down to ultimate view of where the trade, uh, you know, where, where you where you view this overall trend to be. And, and if the market is going up, um, then yeah, you know, um, that that would probably be a trade. We our view with with Patrick, I think, is that we anticipate that if anything the trend is still lower. Um and that uh even if there is a break, yeah, we we probably would look at a probably not a bull call, but probably be a bear call spread. Um uh and uh I think that if anything I am again I'm very interested to see what's what's gonna happen around those fifty five hundred levels. Um I am half tempted. Uh, to put something on bearish and, and potentially get out of some of the stocks that i that I've bought um, Santos for example uh one that I bought uh, into a super fund, that 's up over twenty five percent and i'm starting to think that you know it's probably one that uh, you know that uh, I probably don't need to so touch my portfolio anymore uh, after a move like that, not that i don't think there's more upside it's just um, I think that there's probably a real downside. Uh, in the market, but anyway I think it'd be interesting to see uh, so yeah so I think that that's that's probably more of a trade that I'd be uh, willing to do the risk or reward and then going back to um, uh, you know that that's sort of a one to one I probably wouldn't go as far as June but um, I think that that's I think there's going to be some resistance there I'd probably actually to be fair if anything I'd probably get fifty five fifty fifty six hundred. So maybe yeah. off fifty just <clears> to <throat> be a little bit safe, or maybe you know, fifty six hundred, uh fifty-six fifty depending on what the risk rewards are.
0: Something something like that?
1: Yeah, maybe something like uh, that. That's a 5,600 break even gives you another 50 points uh, if it goes through the high. Yeah. that's a once two, that's not a bad trade, I think. Mm. Um today, welcome back. Uh I, I haven't seen you on online for ages. Um how do you unwind, exit an iron condor? Uh, also, what is the best strategy to manage risk in the trade? I mean, it depends on the situation. Um, but if the iron condor uh, ends up between the two, um, uh, between sort of the two sold legs, then the idea is is to um, you, you don't have to do anything. You just wait for that to fire. Um, and wait and just monitor it closely. Uh, and then if it goes against you, in the education portal there is a video on uh assignments and exercises, and it actually tells you about how um, how it works and, and using it as sort of a salt spread as an example. So um there's not really a specific strategy if it goes up through your levels really quickly. Um so let's say um let's say we put in an iron condo here um, and it goes yeah, uh, let's say the sold leg is fifty five hundred uh, for sold sold call, um, you know, and maybe fifty six hundred on the board, and the market ends up being at six thousand tomorrow. Uh, you're not going to actually lose that much. Um, so I think that that's something that that you'd think that um, uh, you know there's something that you can potentially look and say, okay, well I don't think it's going to come back into the range. You're not going to lose a lot on the on the time decay. And as the longer you wait in that trade, the worse it will get for you. Whereas if it happens right on the, or right on the, towards the end, then you've just got to begin manage that and um, look to close on on last day or two. Uh, so that's that's probably a general um, uh, answer there, but but it really does depend on the scenario.
0: Uh,
1: Nigel, goes, uh, uh, I have not found a website that gives reporting dates of most companies. Do you uh, do you know one? Uh, I'm actually chatting um, about a. a I haven't told you this as well. I'm actually chatting to a, um, a potential provider of that data to us later. Um, but if you go into the home page, we do have a bit, of a, a bit of a calendar on there. I don't know. Um, uh, uh, but if you go... Uh, okay, you, sorry. You don't see it because you're on an admin view. But on the dashboard, when you guys log in, um, in a non-admin view uh you uh have the, the calendars effectively on the bottom just, just above there and so there's like a reporting calendar um which is just data from investing dot com. Uh, that's probably one of the one of the better free resources we've seen. I think that there's um money start I think and someone for free as well something for free as well. I don't remember exactly what's so the my head. Um uh, uh in terms of Westpac, yeah, I think um uh, I'm hoping for Westpac to be more lively. Um I bought some in that in that move lower. Um but yeah, I mean it's yeah, I mean it's up a little bit today, don't, but don't, I
0: you read the question, um what was it? Uh, I suspect Westpac should be more lively. And that, and this was from uh, Nigel. Um and yeah, so yeah, <laughs> it's not doing anything, is it? Um and nothing It is it is up two and a half, right? Like, yeah. Well, over time, over uh, time. ANZ, uh, CBA, and good friends, NAB, all look pretty similar, uh, and that probably sums up the market for you there. Just grinding sideways. Um, What's the news that's going to be the catalyst? Anyone got an opinion online? What are we waiting for? Um, now, just a couple of housekeeping matters before we close off and anyone's got any final comments, please put them through. Um, so Tuesday night next week, come along. We've got um, Sasquana, uh Robbie Risk, uh, market maker joining us to talk about, uh, you know, it's again, it's going to be... Uh, Answering questions that you might have of a market maker, an explanation of what what it's like to be a market maker and and what they're doing day in day out. Um, Market makers will tell you, and the ASX will tell you that they're there. They need traders for their business to be successful, and that's true. But everyone, when they're in the when you're in a trade, is got their your best interests at heart. Um, and so there is an awkward relationship that we have with market makers and it's good to understand the, the, the things that impact um, pricing and the things that will be, you might be scratching your head saying, why are they giving me such terrible pricing on this particular trade? And he'll be able to explain that to you, the issues around liquidity and just some of the challenges that they've gone through over the last couple of months with COVID-19 and the incredible amount of volatility IV that has been around. Uh, so that should be an interesting session. Uh, for those of you that had and have attended one of the sessions on the tech Optimizer. so our investment on the US tech stocks, which uh, has got that look-back option functionality around it so you can sort of enter in market falls from where it is now over the next six months. You can choose the lowest point of entry, month end, over that period and it, um, it gives you a leveraged position into US tech stocks, which is the area where we think there is some good tailwinds um, uh, uh, one, because of what's actually happened and two, just simply because of uh, the, where those businesses are and the cash balances of a lot of them. Um, if you're playing the game, you're new to this session and you want to get a trial or open a trading account, just type yes into the chat box We'll give us that information as you bug out. Uh, if you want to get any information about that optimizer, type in um, uh, optimizer or something like along those lines and I'll get someone to email you the the information page, the webcast we ran on it, the PDS and all that information as well. Other than that, I think we've covered everything we need to cover for this week. Thank you very much for everyone coming along and taking the time. Um, I think that's no no, no other questions. I think we've answered all the questions that have come through. So good luck with your trading. There are trades there. Um, I think our view is still you know, the same um, in the, the consolidation. If this could go on for some time. I'm more inclined to trade it until... Um, you know, if that's our technical view, then I'll be trading that view until it's not anymore. Um, and um, it probably the, the, the one thing that, um, that I would be doing personally, just in my own trading plan, would be taking um, some profits. Um, I won't be staying in the trade all the way through to expiry if I'm doing a bull put or a bear call. Uh, it's moving around in a range, uh, which gives you an opportunity to take some profit out of it. Uh, I want a bit of delta in the trade so I can benefit from those moves. Um so there's some stuff out there at the moment. Uh, good luck with your trading. And um, if you've got any questions, please let us know. Thanks for, thanks for coming along this week. We'll see you next week. Thanks
1: a lot, guys.